Hey guys, welcome to the channel. Today we have another edition of the Scientology Spy Files. In, um, in this edition, um, the file that we're going to go through today covers four different people or four different topics. And um, I'm just going to tell you right now, um, the portion that covers me is pretty small, but there's some juicy things in the other um, sections. So let's get right into it. Okay, so this is a document from 24 April 2006, and this, was, this is also, again, from the Deputy Commanding Officer External from OSA-INT. OSA-INT is the spy wing of Scientology, and it's being sent up to International uh, Headquarters of Scientology to WDC-OSA, which is the watchdog committee person that is over the spy wing of Scientology. And there's a copy going to the commanding officer of OSA-INT. And um, <clears throat> this one says, confidential, uh, reinvest reports. Dear sir, reports on CB, Spark, BFG, and Remedy are attached. Much love, Linda. Now, Linda, um, at this time, was the deputy commanding officer. And I think she eventually became the commanding officer. But um, reports on CB. So CB is a gentleman by the name of Chuck Beatty. And Chuck Beatty used to be at the Int base. Um, Spark is South Park, the TV show. BFG is Blown for Good. And Remedy is a production company, I want to say, in England that was um, doing a show on Scientology. So let's go to the next page. Eyes only, attorney-client privileged, April 24th, 2006. Chuck B., when BFG posted this past Friday, Beatty re responded to the posting stating that he has redirected a bunch of media to BFG. He did not give any specifics as to which media. In an earlier comm cycle, that just means conversation, in an earlier comm cycle, when BFG first posted, Chuck indicated that he did not who know who it was. But with this comment having been posted, the friend will be talking to Beatty on Tuesday and suitably pull the strings about BFG and this media comment. Okay, I, I've got to go, I got to kind of um, unpack this a little. So, um, but with this comment having been, the friend will be talking to Beatty. Okay, now this friend is was a reporter. Um, he was basically um, a reporter at Vanity Fair, and he did other worked for other agencies as well and other um, publications. And his name was I think his name was Connolly, John Connolly. Now John Connolly was basically a spy for Scientology, but he was also a reporter. So he would do stories on Scientology that would never really come out or they would never really um, be anything that Scientology would care about. Um, and under that guise, he would collect information from people that were saying things about Scientology and then turn those that information over to Scientology as an intelligence. So um, John Connolly was friends with Chuck Beatty, and when he when Chuck Beatty would say he knew something or whatever, John Connolly would call him up and say, "Oh, what do you know? What do you know?" Okay, regarding handling Beatty, an, an attorney who works for the Human Resources 
Okay. For the human resources? I think that that's a typo. Um, regarding, regarding handling Beatty, an attorney who works for the human resources of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette stated that he will be getting Beatty fired in the beginning of May. The attorney wants to have the figure for the end of the month Beatty's sales, which according to the ten attorney are very low, and use that as a reason for firing him. The attorney considers that he will be on more solid ground by getting Beatty's sales figures for the month than laying him off right now. So this is a normal thing for Scientology. And um, at some point, we're going to actually go through the OSA playbook of everything that OSA operates off of in terms of how they attack critics and how they try to basically ruin them utterly. But one of the very first things Scientology wants to do is have you lose your job and your livelihood and um, basically um, make you destitute if possible. Because if you are homeless, it's very hard for you to attack Scientology or expose their crimes. Okay, next section, BFG. There have been no further postings and the responses to BFG have been inconsequential. The records have been asked for, rush, but there is no data on whether or when these are going to be accessible. Okay, the records. I'm not sure what that means, but I think this means any of my business accounts or bank information. Um, it's basically, basically, I said basically, somebody got got on my case for that, but um, the the when they say the records, I'm assuming that they're referring to things that they need to obtain by illegal or nefarious means. And that's in the process of happening. And as we get through these documents further, they really go hard on some of this stuff and they get it. They do get a ton of information about me. Okay. Mark's Mark H's new business data was gotten. Okay, so they have that mode. It's an incorporated at its Burbank address business commencement date is March 15th, 2006. A suitable prospective work-related contact from someone in the industry is going to be made in order to get him to provide a CV and brag about his references or connections. Objective to get him to talk about Inside Edition. This will be done through a referral, so it may take a couple of days to make it legitimate. Okay, now this is another thing we we have to go through, is that um, Scientology is obtaining um, amount uh, on, when when they do this to critics, when they fair game critics, they obtain information about them illegally. So it's not actionable. They can't say, "See, this guy's doing this. We stole his phone records and dug through his gar bought his garbage and dug through it, and we found out this." They can't do that. So what they do is they they basically get somebody to to either say some data that they already know is true and get it confirmed and then um, and then have another Scientologist write a report with that information to make the data overt information instead of covert information. They can't go they can't start a lawsuit. They can't do anything legally with illegally obtained information. So they have to make the information legitimate as they say. And th there's references to this in other um, reports and other um, files where they say, um, we're working to make this over or we're working to make this legitimate. Um, so that's what they're saying. It's going to take a few days to make it legitimate. And just so you guys know, 
when I was do- running my company, I have had people approach me um, to do jobs or to do a quote or do certain types of things. And it was almost comical how like this guy is working for Scientology. Like there were many times where it was very, very obvious that this was not a normal person who needed me to do a job for him. It was very manufactured and very awkward. And the times that it did happen, um, I can count on one hand because after a while, um, they kept getting, um, they basically kept getting burned on their end and then they stopped doing it. And we'll go into that in some of the later files. Okay, now this is the great stuff. This is the South Park stuff. And this is amazing. South Park. The PI was out today at the South Park studio near Marina Del Rey. The inside of their office has different work cubicles in an open space. Now, for those of you who don't know this, South Park did an amazing, amazing episode on Scientology. And I think it's called... um, out of the closet or um i think it's tom cruise comes out of the closet or out of the closet it's it's just search scientology south park anyway they basic they basically tell the entire ot3 confidential xenu story in the south park episode which has been confirmed by scientologists as actually 100% accurate and um scientology didn't like that So they're sending PIs into South Park. The staff mainly appear to be in their 20s and 30s. They do not go out for lunch. It is brought in by a catering company called Prestige Services Incorporated, which does the catering for the entertainment industry. Which does catering for the entertainment industry. There are two parking spots marked SP in one section, which is covered. That's also the most amazing thing that the the abbreviation for the TV show is called SP. Um, It was meant to be, basically. The two vehicles there are most likely owned by Parker and Stone. One is a gray Acura RL with a dealer plate, Schumacher Auto Sales and Leasing, 909-699-6633, and a blue Subaru STI with a license plate. And I blocked that out because we don't need it. We don't care about that. The LA office of Comedy Central, where Doug Herzog works, is in one of the towers in Century City. The special collection there is not possible. Um, special collection is when they steal your garbage or buy it or get it any way they can. Research is being done on writers and others who have been or who are currently connected with the show to find lines that can be used. These are some of the key people who have been with the show and basic data on them. Ann Garofino and Jennifer Howell are South Park producers since the show's premiere. They are named to be the executives. They are named to be executives in a new company that Parker and Stone formed to produce films for Paramount. Parker and Stone will write, produce, and direct an unspecified number of films for Paramount. In November 2005, an announcement was made that Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed a three-year first-look deal with Paramount Pictures. Their new company goes under the name Trinity, a mediaire company, a division of True Mediaire, a unity Corpo ball ploy, <laughs> corp bow ploy, corpo ploy. I don't know what that is. Um, Pam Brady 
is a consultant to South Park, specifically as a writer, vocal performer, and producer since 1997. In 2000, she was a line producer for South Park for a South Park show called Mr. Wong. In 2004, she was a producer for South Park Team America World Peace. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to say World Police. Brady is currently the co-creator and executive producer of a new 20th 20th Century Fox TV series called Loop, starring Mimi Rogers. Paula Holmberg, 42, is the office's is the office manager for South Park. She has been with the company for years. In January 2006, there was an an announcement by Central Production South Park looking for a freelance technical director. The contact person listed was Paula Holmberg. Paula lives in Venice, California. Tony Nunez-Wirtz is a former South Park animator technical director. In December 2005, she announced that she was leaving South Park to become a full-time mother. She had been with South Park from the beginning and was the first producer, one is the first and was one of the first animators on the show. She has held the post of lead animator, animator supervisor, technical supervisor, and lead technical director. The next action will be for the investigator to work out a resource to get the above people interviewed. Okay, so let's think about this for a second. So this TV show South Park did an episode called Trapped in the Closet, and it aired on Scientology and uh, about Scientology. And because of that, they are trying to infiltrate the catering company, digging up their garbage, interviewing past employees. They're basically what they try to do is they try to find people that stopped working with somebody who who has a bone to pick or has something bad to say about that person and so that they can get that information and then they can disseminate that as broadly as possible. Um, so that's essentially what they're doing here. This is a, a basically a spy operation on a cartoon TV show. Um, that's what Scientology uh, deems important in their lives. Um, okay, so let's go to this next one. Okay, so now this next one is about a company called Remedy Productions. And this is in the same document. And basically, this Remedy Productions um, was working on a TV show. They have a series called The Beginner's Guide to, and then they do a show on yoga, or they do a show on um, Islam. And they just happen to do a show on L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology, and they were working on the show when this was written in April twenty-four in April of two thousand six, and the show had some ex-Scientologists that were cooperating with them and helping them to produce the show and giving them the in- information, and so this document is basically on what they're doing to fair game the science, the ex Scientologists that were cooperating with this production company, making this TV show about Scientology. So it says, uh, remedy productions on Friday morning, acting legal aid, OSA UK, Mazimo, Angius and Scott Chaplin, an AOSH UK auditor who knows Dominic O'Brien, Okay, so let me go through these for a second because there's a lot of uh, Scientologies and abbreviations. So OSA UK is just the spy wing of Scientology that has an office in the United Kingdom. Um, The AOSH UK is the Advanced Organization of St. Hill, and that's this castle-looking joint they have out in the middle of uh, uh, East Grinstead, Sussex. 
And um, this guy um, is an auditor. So he's a Scientology counselor. Okay, so I'm going to read all that again, and hopefully it'll make a, a tiny bit more sense. On Friday morning, Legal Aid OSA UK, Mazimo Angius, and Scott Chaplin, an AOSH UK auditor who knows Dominic O'Brien, met O'Brien to handle him to do his A to E steps as part of that with and, and as part of that withdraw his cooperation from Remedy Productions. Okay, so they're basically saying, hey, you need to do your steps, your Scientology steps to get back in good standing with Scientology. And as part of that, you can't work with this TV show. Well, they established a comm line, again, just a way to have a conversation with somebody. While they established a comm line, they soft-pedaled and did not handle during this meeting. O'Brien wanted to talk to Clive Whitaker, declared SP and O'Brien's former father-in-law, on whether he should do his A to E, and if that is, if he is going to do it, he wants to have Clive do it as well. O'Brien did not agree to meet again. While the next meeting was originally set for Sunday evening, we had it postponed to have more time to further drill Mazimo and Scott on how to impinge on O'Brien and do it right then in the next meeting. Okay, this is a really telling thing too. So, um, impinge. So basically, like it's if I it, it's as, as if I'm supposed to convince you of something, and my boss is saying, "Hey, you got to convince this person to not do this or not do this deal or something." And then I meet and I'm like, "Hey, man, maybe you don't want to do it. Maybe, maybe don't do it." And then the guy says, "Oh, forget it. I'm going to do it." Scientology, that is a fail. That's an utter fail. So, in they were going to have another meeting, but they couldn't have a meeting because they were drilling they were working practicing with these people and they pretend like okay i'm i'm gonna be o'brien okay try to tell me to stop doing science uh, <laughs> stop doing suppressive stuff and then they would do that and then and then i would be like oh no i'm still gonna do suppressive stuff and so <laughs> they kept having to drill these guys so that when the next time they meet they'd actually be able to stop getting him to do whatever he's doing the next meeting is to be done on Tuesday. As O'Brien drives a cab, he can easily make time. I love how they just like, well, yeah, he's just doing this. He can make time. Like Scientology aren't all just doing busy work full time and all these OSA people. <laughs> Over the weekend, we did get some feedback, which indicated that the Friday meeting did impinge on O'Brien. He was with a bunch of other squirrels. So these are just people that are not in Scientology anymore. Um, Scientology, if you, if you still believe in Scientology, but you don't, um, belong to the organization, they consider you a squirrel because you're not doing Scientology the way they want you to do it. And L. Ron Hubbard calls that squirreling. So, um, so they refer to a lot of ex-Scientologists, they refer to as squirrels. I, this, I, you know, I couldn't make this up if I tried guys. <laughs> He was with a bunch of other squirrels, including Whitaker. O'Brien was withdrawn, and when comments were made ab about the visit to O'Brien, Whitaker defended him, saying that the church was trying to get him to do his A to E steps. O'Brien, who is normal, normally very jovial, was withdrawn and did not say much. Okay, so this is crazy. So there was a bunch of ex-Scientologists that met up 
with these two people that are kind of targets of their operation. And Scientology had a spy in that group of people that basically gave them the play-by-play of what happened. This is normal. The purpose of tomorrow's meeting is to get O'Brien to start his ADE steps on the spot, including writing up his step B during the meeting. They will also work out with him what he's going what he is going to write to Remedy Productions and get him to write this on the spot as well. The results of the meeting will be reported tomorrow. Much love, Fritz. Oh, Fritz. I think that it's a guy named Fritz Lehner. I've, we have to, I'll have to ask Mike about that. Um, but yeah, so the, so these are crazy things. So you've got, you got, um, Chuck Beatty, who's just a guy who's writing stuff on the internet. You got Blown for Good, me writing stuff on the internet. You've got, um, two TV shows, South Park and this Remedy Productions, the, um, what are they, what is their show called? It's called, um, and the beginner's guide to. And so there's two TV shows and two people writing stuff on the internet and they have full blown spy operations going on these people. Now, this is something, um, I wasn't, I don't know how we're going to deal with it, but, um, one thing that's happened, there's a big, um, big thing that happened with these spy files. So the spy files that I have are mainly just about me that, that I've had all for, for years I've had these and I just didn't really know what to do with them. And I never even really read them that deeply because of releasing these spy files. Um, there are other people who have spy files out there and I have come into possession of more spy files that are not just about me. And these files are insane. And now if this doesn't prove to Scientology that they have people that are escaping and people that are helping people on the internet expose Scientology, I don't know what else, I don't know what else will, but, um, we actually, the next thing that we're going to do after we are done with all of my spy files that are the Scientology spy files that have to do with me personally is I'm going to go back to basics and we're going to go through and we're going to actually read all of the OSA um, playbook documents that basically tell OSA how to do their spy job from L. Ron Hubbard. And we're going to go through those one at a time. And we're just going to basically release everything that OSA does and how they do it. And the L. Ron Hubbard documents that explain why they do it that way. So the next thing we have is uh, something kind of fun. People have been sending in pictures of their Mike Rinder bobblehead at various locations. And we are going to start a contest of sorts that um, if we get your pictures of your Mike Rinder bobblehead and um, we like them, we're going to put them up on the end of my YouTube videos and you guys can vote on which one you like the best. I'm putting some up here right now. And basically, whichever one of these that you like the best, put it down in the comments, which your favorite one is. And um, whichever photo gets the most votes, we're going to send that person a prize. It could be a SP bracelet. It could be some upcoming SP shop merch that we have coming. Um, and um, Or it could be a book. So if you've got a bobblehead um, and you want to take some fun pictures of it, go ahead, do that and send them in. If you want to get a Mike Rinder bobblehead, you can go to the spshop.com 
All of the proceeds from the spshop.com go to the Aftermath Foundation. The Aftermath Foundation is a nonprofit that helps people get their feet back on the ground after leaving or escaping Scientology. So it's for a good cause and it's fun and um, you can do that. If you haven't got a copy of my book and you want one, you can go to blownforgood.com. All of the copies that you purchase from blownforgood.com, whether they're paperback or hardback, are signed by my wife and I. And if you don't care about that and you don't need a signature, then you can go to Amazon or you can go to Audible or you can go to Kindle and you can get a copy there. And um, yeah, I think that's it for today. Thanks a lot. Until next time.